Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Every Day Saturday podcast. Sam Crowley here with my buddy buddy Zach Young. I've known Zach for a minute. It feels like a long time, man. I'm I'm guessing, what, Zach, at least 10 years? Oh, over 10 years. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, back 2013. Yeah. 2013, 2014, something. It's funny when you do an interview, you start to think those things like, how long have I known this guy? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, crap, I got older, right? <laughs> I know. So Zach, Zach Young is an entrepreneur. He's a dad. He's a husband. Uh, we have a lot of things in common, our faith in God. We're going to talk about Zach today. We're going to talk about God and money. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that'll get some people going. Yeah, yeah, that'll get that'll get some good feedback, man. I get some good feedback. Um, so I think you know one of the compliments I can give to Zach is uh, he walks the walk, and you know you really, especially with guys online, dude. You know this. I mean, yeah. uh, it's it's how good is your filter online with your selfie, and uh, how 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 much can you pay a guy to Photoshop your latest pay, PayPal? You know, absolutely. You know, so Zach's a, Zach's a stand. Hey, you forgot the rented Lambos and uh, man hooks too, right? Yeah. And the private plane. Absolutely. Can't leave that one out. Yeah. So, so Zach's a stand-up dude, and uh, I have a lot of admiration and respect for him, the way he carries himself and how he's been able to do it online. He doesn't have a job. Uh, it's not that he's, you know, in the soup line. He just doesn't have a job. So yeah. I, think, I think that's pretty cool as well that you've been able to do this entrepreneurial journey for a long, long time as well. So Zach Young, welcome to the podcast, man. Great to have you. Thank you, Sam. It's an honor to be here. It's always great to connect with you. And uh, I love what you do, man. I, I absolutely love your message, love how you help people, love how you deliver value. So it, it's always great to connect, man. Yeah, dude, it's, uh, this is going to be a fun conversation. So I know we we, uh, we kind of jokingly talked about it, but, you know, let's get right into it. Talking about God. I know you have a strong, you want to talk about your faith and, and your journey a little bit and, and how God yeah. plays in your life personally and professionally? Yeah, absolutely. So... I, I won't spend a ton of time on it, but I will rewind like towards the beginning. You know, I, I grew up in a family where, you know, they took me to some denominational church growing up. Dad and mom got divorced when I was around three years old. They'd both been through a lot of divorces and remarriages. Um, was with grandma and grandpa quite a bit. You know, they took me to some churches. So there was always like a little bit of like faith seeds being planted, right? And then when I got into like junior high, high school, I remember having a Bible, praying, still not fully understanding it all, but, you know, I prayed, right? Prayed to God, prayed that the whole world to be healthy and good and all, all that good stuff. And then, uh, and then also prayed for like, oh, my needs, right? Like, you know, I, I was in Taekwondo, right? So it's just like, you know, when I go to this tournament, Lord, you know, 
help me knock this guy's head off. If don't hurt him too bad, right? Let, let, let me bring him the gold. So well, looking back now, it's kind of funny prayers, right? But that, that's where I was at the time. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. But then like when I got into high school, it, it was, it was kind of crazy, right? Like I, I finally, I kind of caved into peer pressure, had low self-esteem, low self-confidence. And, uh, really I, I, I became like suicidal, honestly. I, I don't even know if you knew this about me, but, um, yeah. So it, it was crazy that even during the time when I was like into partying, into the party scene, drugs, whatever, you know, could get me going, make me feel alive. I, I, I've always been an all or nothing type guy. So like, I just went straight into that stuff. I was fulfilled for a bit. Even during that time, I remember like people would approach me in different places I was at. Like I remember going with my buddies to a, um, the fair, like the fairgrounds came into town. So we thought it would all be fun to like go smoke some weed and then go to the fair high. Right. And, and there's people like out front of the gate, like handing out gospel tracks, telling about Jesus, but these little gospel tracks are like a hundred dollar bills or $20 bills. And I, I was so cooked. That like I thought people were like handing me money and I'm like looking at my buddies and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And they're like, you idiot, like read it, look at it. It's our real money. And I'm just like, oh wow, you know, God loves me. Cool. And, and like maybe a couple weeks later, I'm working doing pharmacy deliveries. I go into a gas station, pay for my gas. I'm coming out. Some random dude goes, hey man, do you know that God loves you? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Thanks. So I mean, it's just like, it, it, it's wild looking back. I just like, there were these people trying to plant hope on how like there's a connection to something bigger than yourself in the universe that has amazing love for you. And again, I didn't comprehend it at the time. And there came a point where all that stuff left me so empty to where I felt hopeless. Like everything I'd built up, like my, my car, like I had my car with my stereo sports car, high school kid, you know, the, the girlfriends, um, the parties, all that, like even my job, like everything came cr crashing down. Like it just wasn't working out. And I'm like, dude, that's it. Like this is over. Um, I go home one day after I walk out of my job cause I was sick of it. Um, my car was broken down. So I had to walk home like a couple miles from my job, um, go into my home, um, pop some Tylenol and antidepressants and stuff and just like try to overdose, try to take my life. Um, laying there on the floor, got really scared called um, one of my teachers of all things. Um, I had a really good relationship with her high school teacher. She runs over to my house. You know, my dad got home early. He had no clue I was home because he didn't see my car there. And um, they rushed me to the emergency room to have my stomach pumped. I'm in there for a few hours getting my stomach pumped. So the meds I took don't kill me. And then um, after I got out, my dad's like, dude, what is going on? You know, he's like, what, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I, I ain't going home. Like, I got to get help. I was like, I want help. Right. So I was like, I ended up admitted, admitting myself into like a one week rehab thing. And, um, it's pretty cool. They took you through the 12 step process that they do in AA and stuff. And, um, during this time I had um, some relatives that were distance distant. They reached out to me and they were like, um, you know, we heard about what happened. You know, I've been through some similar things and, um, we just want to invite you over right to our home. So I, I, I come over to their home. I, I call them like aunt and uncle, but like they were like a cousin of a cousin, some sort of distant relatives, but they heard what happened. They wanted to connect with me. So I go over and they end up telling me about how like God is so much more than just like this old history book, right? Like God is real. He's alive. He speaks to people today. And I had never heard anything like this. And then apart from that, they're like, anything you want to share with us in your life, 
it stays in the four walls of this home. Like you have freedom here. We won't judge you any crap you're going through. Just be yourself. You know, you're loved. We love you. God loves you. And really opening up that door to me, it was just like, wow. Yeah. You know, feeling that love. And then this little Methodist church I'd gone to off and on throughout time, mainly to like hang out with buddies and friends and girls and stuff that were there. Um, I ended up going on August 30th of 1998. Um, I was sitting there at the end that they go through all the, you know, if anyone needs prayer, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's usually they just go through the same thing over and over and over. Usually no one goes up. But this day, my butt leaves the seat, 18 years old, um, graduated high school, don't know what I want to do with my life, but I just go up front and I just told him, look, I, I just, I want to surrender my life to God. I just, I can't do this anymore, right? And I literally started crying like a little baby, probably for like, it felt like eternity, but it was for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And like the moment that happened, it felt like, a million pounds just left off of me, like all this weight, all this burden, all this stress. And it, it, it was interesting because shortly after, like I tried hanging out with the same friends that I used to party with and stuff. And, and to me, it's like, Hey, I'm just still, I'm still the same Zach, man. Like I'm still, and they're like, dude, what happened to you? Like, <laughs> what did, did you just trip too hard? Like you are not the same person. I'm like, yeah, I am. Yeah. And, and then someone shared with me, like, have you read Second Corinthians 5.17? If any was in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have gone. All things have become new. It's like, you might look like the same person on the outside, but dude, you've changed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, that took me a while, you know, to, to connect to that. So I can go through more of it, but for, for now, like, just anything no, you want to discuss about you or that, like, I, hey, that, I that, think- got, that got me to like 18 years old, right? And so, and, and I'm 43, almost 44 now. So like, there's been quite a faith walk journey since then, but that's really like where it all started. Like since then, it's just like, there's been a solid connection from that day to where I feel totally connected to God. And no matter what I've been through since that time, it just, it hasn't left. It's just like daily it, there's that connection. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the first thing that hits me, you said you were 18. I'm thinking this dude's already lived till he's 30. Is this story going till you're 30? Because everything you described was only. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I got questions. I got questions. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. We can go up to that. And like I said, we can go up to current day or if we go down a different rabbit trail, that that's fine. But that, that well, gets I'm up to 18. Yeah. yeah. I want to. That's amazing context, dude. I didn't know that. So, yeah. wow. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing how God has found you, you know, and you found him. I mean, the Holy Spirit calls and draws, right? So you, you, you obviously got called uh, at the age of 18 and praise God for that, man. I think uh, that's an amazing story. Um, I'm going to bounce around a lot because I, I just got so much. We haven't talked in a while and this is an ambush on my part with Zach. He, we have no questions prepared. Uh, we're sitting here shooting the breeze, but it's going to be amazing. Um, I remember uh, you invited me to speak at an event that you were having in, I think in Memphis. Uh, what yeah. did it eight years ago or so. And you gave a presentation there that I thought was fantastic. And it was on the topic of abundance. Okay. Do you remember that? I do. Thank you. Actually, you played a big part and because you had experience speaking from stage Mm -hmm. and, um, actually, you know, I was with a business partner at the time and I was like, we had all these other coaches, right. That were going to speak on stage. And, um, I was like, dude, you think we can like give us ham so we can give us a pointer. So like when we all get up on stage, we don't sound like idiots. Like we can actually communicate effectively and, and deliver a message to people. And, and you helped to like, you played a big part in helping that whole event be successful. 
just with you sharing your skill set and helping us with like, hey, you know, this is kind of how you do it. It's like, that yeah. was extremely helpful. So yeah, I, I remember it all, man. Yeah, the power of a mastermind. You know, you get everybody Absolutely. together. You can use some of my talent. I use some of your talent. And uh, it was a really amazing event. And can you talk about that? You don't have to go back to that presentation, but I, I just want to talk about the topic of abundance. Why? Because you're a guy, I've, I observe you from afar and, you know, right now, I know you always have an entrepreneurial venture going and it's not like you're scattered, but you always have an entrepreneurial venture going and you can talk about what you currently do or anything like that. And, but I'm not, I'm not here to like drill down into that necessarily, but you have an unusual amount of faith that no matter what you try, you got no parachute or, or maybe, maybe your faith, maybe your faith in God is the parachute. Maybe that's the answer. But when you gave, so I'm trying to weave in that presentation you gave on abundance and just your mindset around abundance. Why are you so bold when you, cause you go for some, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I hope it's okay to talk about, but I mean, you just recently got started on Upwork maybe a year or so ago, a little, little yeah. a year ago yeah. and you're doing extremely well. And you're making good money. You have a hundred kids. How many kids do you have? Nine children. Nine. Nine. Nine, nine still quite a few. You're on your way to hundred. You're on your way to hundred. Pretty You're happily married to your beautiful bride. You have nine children and you do not have a security in the sense of well, how we all view that as a job with health insurance and benefits and all of those things. So I want you to talk and you got carte blanche to go where you want to go with this thing. But I really want to tap into your mindset, Zach, about abundance and why you are so bold and you just don't go get a job and you don't panic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. So I, I think part of that stems from about 13 years of having corporate jobs and trying different things. You know, I tried different multi-level marketing, network marketing, the postcards, you know, magazines, everything <laughs> that we've all seen over the decades, right? Just trying to find out how to do some sort of entrepreneurial side hustle, side gig that maybe could become my full-time gig sometime. So I think, you know, just there's a saying that says that people don't change until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, right? And it's like, there came a point in my corporate career where it's like, I, I'm just going for it. Like I have some 401k saved back. I have some money in savings. Like this is the time. And that was in 2010, right? And I know you've had similar experiences with your franchise stock, you living corporate, we're getting to go back. So my, mine isn't too far off of that. There's some similarities, but it's like, you know, I, I dive, I, I get into this big thing that I think is going to be some sort of investment thing that's like paying us out X amount a month. You know, this guy who I've wanted to be my mentor, I connect with another guy that I think can be my mentor that I'd followed from a distance for a while. And um, before you know it, it's like month one, month two, month three. It's like my, you know, my work, my excitement's all high, but the bank account's like, like, like the money just keeps going out, right? And like, none's coming back in yet. It just like keeps sinking. And I'm like, up to that point, it's like, you know, we're, we're perfect credit people, right? We pay all of our bills on time, you know, everything always works out. And at that time I had faith where like, yo, I feel God wants me to do this. It's all going to work out. And, um, before you know it, like we're, we're broke and it's like, holy crap. You know, I, I just like set my family aboard the Titanic. Um, you know, I have three or four kids at the time 
and stuff I was doing just wasn't working. And, and like, I had to end up getting a loan modification on our home because it ended up almost going into foreclosure. Um, my son, I think was five at the time. He had a piggy bank where we had to open it up and I had to ask him for money to buy groceries for our family. I think I took like 20 bucks from him. And it was just like, this isn't how I thought it was all going to work out. You know, it's sometimes in our mind, it's like, if we have faith and we're thanking God saying, you know, do this thing. And like, I'm just, you know, I ain't going to be late on any bills. Everything's going to work out. You know, money's going to come in, but then it doesn't. It's like, what in the world, you know? So, so I had a choice, like, do, do I go back or what, what do I do? So thankfully I, I, I pressed in, I pushed in. I, I had a work from home job to where I think I was making like 40 to 50 grand a year, which was quite a bit more back in 2010 than it is right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. so, so it was, that's what I was doing um, at the time. Uh, and, and that was like a 50 to 60 hour a week thing. Right. And, and I remember like some of the times with um, my wife, like it, it was de definitely some strain on her marriage. Right. Like she's, pre I've got her pregnant with baby number four or five. I can't even remember which number it was. Right. And she's like needing my help and support, but I'm working 60 plus hours a week. And I'm like, sorry, honey, I can't. And she's like, well, if, you know, if, if you were working and actually bringing in money, like that's one thing, but like you're gone and there's no money. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yep. What are we going to do? And then there were times where uh, her family, like her mom and dad had actually knew we got into a bad situation. So they let us borrow some money. And, and of course I feel like crap, you know, if the loser husband asking her, you know, his wife's <laughs> for money. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I remember having a conversation with Natalie, my wife, where she's like, you know, you're my husband. It's your role to provide for me, not my dad's role. And it's like, all right, you know, good talk. <laughs> good talk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So thankfully I, I got something that had about a grand a week coming in, but it, it still was like a job. It was work from home at the time, but it, it was still a job, right? Like I was exchanging time for money. I wasn't making anything unless I showed up. So I have a friend that introduces me to network marketing. It, it, it's a thing that you and I were at affiliate marketing at the time. That's what we met for. Yep. And, um, you know, for some reason, just the planets aligned to where that deal helped me have success. I, I don't know if it was because I was doing what they said with personal development or what the missing ingredient was, but somewhere in there, I got the missing ingredient. I had my first like entrepreneurial $10,000 month with that company. And then um, eventually some stuff started happening in that company where I was like, uh, I don't know about this. And then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. And then I ended up popping into Amazon, right? So like, that was the Amazon space somewhere in there. Sometimes it's cloudy. I've done so many things, but somewhere in there, I got into Amazon and I just, um, yeah, I, I learned all I could. I was trying to find eBooks, watching YouTube videos, just trying to figure out like how to do this thing. And um, I was taking chances, right? Like I had a credit card. I was putting money on some stuff that flopped. It didn't work. But then I found some products. I learned how to analyze product that I could buy low and sell high. And it really started taking off. And then, so then I built a course showing people how to do that. And then I partnered with a guy that helped me promote that course and it like exploded. We had like eight to 900 people in there, um, paying monthly for the course. You know, some were paying for high ticket coaching. I had product that I had sourced from a network. I was able to like sell to them so they could sell and make money. And then I had my own Amazon account I was selling through. So like my peak and all of that, you know, there were like four or five components going on at once there, right? But um, I think I made like close to a couple million in revenue um, 
it's maybe 2015, 2016. And I had some pretty good profit margin off that. The 20, the 2 million wasn't all profit, yeah. but there was definitely some good profit there. And uh, so that was like, I, I think one of the biggest breakthroughs, oh, here's one of the biggest breakthroughs I had was some of the, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, right? And I, I know um, you share a stage with Bob Proctor. He had a book called You Were Born Rich. And he talked about how um, you could like write out a vision on a three by five card, you know, and like keep it with you, just like what you want to see happen. And so I, I implemented that um, a few times and it like, like it, it worked like amazingly well. I think one of my biggest runs in Amazon, I had a goal to make like 50K profit in 30 days and I made like 70 or 80K profit in 30 days. Okay, time out, time out. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So making 50 grand a year broke working from home and your wife rightfully so says, hey dude, uh, that's your job. Okay, not my dad's job to provide, All right? You're my husband, so figure this thing out. Uh, you get into the network marketing space, you have some big wins for the first time, you know, $10,000 a month. That Amazon story is amazing, $2 million in revenue. But here's the amazing part about that is you sounds like you were kind of self-taught, no? Like you were going deep in, and I, so I've got that question. I want the Amazon like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you have a coach, did you have a mentor? Was there a success that you found the clues and you followed? And then that three by five card, nobody writes anything down on a three by five card and has a $70,000 month. So I need more information. <laughs> yeah. By the way, You Were Born Rich is one of the best books ever written in the history yeah. of, the, of books. So if you've never read You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor, you can get it on Audible. Heck, you can get it if you got your public library like we got. Um, Hoopla is free. You can download it, the audio version for free and go for a walk for six hours and listen to the whole book. Amazing book. So, it is. Amazon, were you self-taught? How many hours were you spending studying YouTube and eBooks and things like that to learn how to do that? Yeah, I, I, I would say it was more like self-motivated to figure it out, right? Like I, I did self-teach myself some things, but it was more like, I want to find people who know what they're doing, okay? Like I'm looking for eBooks. There was a course, there was a guy doing a drop ship on eBay type course at the time. I learned some things from him. So like, I was just trying to learn whatever I could right now. I learned a lot from him on eBay and he actually encouraged me. He wasn't teaching anything on Amazon at the time, but he was saying like, dude, Amazon's where it's at. Like yeah. The volume, the what's happening on Amazon. Like if I had to pick one over the other, it would be Amazon. Now he said that off record. Cause you know, he's like yeah. teaching people eBay drop shipping that he's like, he's like, and I'm like, all right, I got to figure out Amazon FBA. Cause a lot of people didn't like know it at the time. And I think one of the reasons we had so many people come into that is because the guy who I partnered with, we ended up doing a YouTube video interview on like how to make money on Amazon FBA. And like, there wasn't a lot of content out there. People didn't know. And you know, when they see some dude with four or five kids at the time made 225K in a year on Amazon, it's like, crap, I'm going to listen to this. So yep. they end up listening to it and, and joining. So that's, that's that. And another part I have to share, like, it was firmly ingrained in me early in my marriage. And, and this was through some of the, the scriptural, the, the churches, denominations, organizations, whatever you want to call it, we were involved in, um, on a person reaping what they sow, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's um, kindness, love, time, energy, money. And, and, and we bought in really big to um, you know, giving offerings, tithings. Now, my 
thought philosophies changed on some of these things, but at that current time, I think we had, this is before I jumped ship and, and became Mr. Entrepreneur, right? I, I was still in corporate. I think Natalie and I had 20 to $30,000 in debt. We had a plan to become debt-free um, and we we just started like giving, right? We, we had a really tight budget and I was tithing when I had opportunity to give offerings at wood. And I think like within a year, year and a half, all that debt was gone. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like, I think like a month or two after it was gone, we had some gifts arrive in the mail that were unexpected of like $8,000 check, $11,000, $11,000 from like, you know, and just a connection that we made, like that just wanted to support our family and help us and give gifts. And it's like, and we didn't think that timing is coincidental. You know, it's like we did the work to be disciplined, to set a budget, to give, to sow seeds, if you will. Yep. And to have enough to get out of debt and then just to have a windfall, you know, come upon us. So, you know, I, I believe, I do firmly believe in, you know, some of the, the Bible, whether it was literal or metaphorical of the person who plants a seed and you reap 10 fold, 50 fold, hundred fold, you know, whatever that is. Like I, I firmly believe in that. Right. So like I, I totally buy into giving now, as far as having to give to like a certain organization or being shamed to like giving a certain percentage, like I don't really buy into that, you know, but I buy into the principle of a person always gets back that they put out. Yeah. Um, and like attracts like, so if it's money, going out, I believe money comes back in. It's yep. time and energy going out, time and energy coming back in. So I really believe that plays a big part. And just like when you plant crops, you don't know when they're going to yield, right? Like like you, you do like in the natural when guys are planting corn or whatever, you know, and they even get it with drought years or whatever sometimes. And then some years they have abundant years where, you know, it's just massive crops, abundant, you know, they get two or three yields out of it instead of only one and just a windfall of uh, abundance, you know, and prosperity falls upon him. So, you know, whether the seeds I planted, if you will, financially, you know, they took one year, five year, 10 year, maybe even 20 years to yeah. see some of the fruit of that. Like, that's a faith thing, right? Like, that's invisible. Like, I can't prove it to you. <laughs> it's not like scientifically evidence proven, but there's a lot of coincidences that line up and it's like, there might be something to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what is it with the, um, I agree with that, by the way, and as Bob Proctor says, there's a season for reaping and a season for sowing, but you can't do both in the same season, you know? Yeah. So it's very difficult for to have that mindset to plant seeds, and then that harvest, when's it coming, man? I need I need that harvest, you know? It's got to come in soon. I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm planting seeds. But a bigger, you know, one of the other questions is around abundance, um, well, let me get back to the Bob Proctor thing for just a second. What were you doing? You wrote, you had a $70,000 month. You were writing what on a three by five card? And why did, and why did, well, I, I, why did that work? Well, I, I, I think I had a vehicle that was working at the time, which was Amazon. Yeah. Right. And I found some product that I believe could be profitable, but it, it, it was a stretch for me. Right. Like I think I ended up working out a deal with the guy, um, to where I would pay him back for some of the inventory I bought at the front end after the sales came in. I think I put some on credit cards. I I, I can't remember all the specifics of that, but I, I do like remember just writing down on a card, like within 30 days, I want to make 50,000 cash. And like, I, I got involved with it, like emotionally and mentally. And like, I visualized it happening. But I, I think the combination of already having something that was working, that like it, it could kind of help me take that 
Um, he gave me the ideas, right, to like communicate with the guy. He's like, you know, hey, I got like a thousand units of this. You want it? I'm like, well, I ain't got no money. Like, can we work something out? Like, I had the idea of asking him, like, can yeah. we do do something, right? Can we collaborate? Can we do a, a win win scenario? And he's like, yeah, man. Like, you can just, you know, take the inventory in the front end. I trust you. We've done business. You can just pay me after the stuff sells. Yeah. Now that's not common, you know. It, and then the credit lines I had, you know, I I had to have faith again. Sometimes I tried stuff like that and it didn't work, but this time it, it just seems like the planets aligned yep. and it, it took off. So I, I think it was a lot of different variables and combination of things working together there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you ask better questions, you get better answers. So if you don't ever ask, then you're just always, you're never going to know the answer to the question. You'd be surprised how many times if you were to actually ask somebody um, if they could do this, if I did this, would you? The old if I would you, you know, if I did this, would you do that type thing? Mm -hmm. Some people say no. Well, that's a no. It, it was a no anyway, unless you asked, you know. You, you just miss all those shots that you just never really take. Um, so when it comes to abundance, um, again, you talk about, you know, the seeds and the harvest and all of that. There had to have been times, I'm not saying did you ever question your faith, but there had to have been times where you're like, ooh, boy, um... I got a lot out there right now in, in debt or credit and things like that. Uh, I'm going to take another leap of faith here. But, and maybe it's just because we don't talk as much. Like, I'm not saying we don't. Maybe we get together a few times a year, we have a conversation. Maybe I'm just not in tune to know what's going on with that. And, you know, probably not. First of all, it's none of my business. But second of all. Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind sharing. Especially well, if it can help someone. Yeah. Because so, I'm, I'm just thinking. Where's the worry, man? Where's the fear? Where's the doubt? I mean, yeah. what's going on? No, no, it, it, it's been there. Like, it's been a roller coaster ride, right? Like, my, my peak in businesses with a model like that was 2015 to 2016. So it's like, we've had years where we've crushed it. We've been in the black. I've had years where I've ended in the red. I've had times where we've had hundreds of thousands of dollars in our bank account. I've had times where we've been deep, 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 deep in debt. So it's been a... A roller coaster ride. I've had times where I've said, you know, I, I joked around with my insurance agent, right? Where we're talking about all of our insurance policies and we get on life insurance. And and he joked around that like, you know, my wife says I'm worth more dead than alive right now. Uh, and I'm thinking in my mind, like, bro, like, <laughs> we're not too far off, you know? Like, I got a big fat insurance policy and like, yeah. you're in different seasons. It might've been better, you know, and now, I, I'm not suicidal anymore, right? Like, I, I, I don't lose hope to the point where, like, you know, I'm going to take my life and my family can have the money yep. um, because I, I just, I don't think that's the answer, right? Like, I, I would rather go through the valley and the darkness and even though it's not fun and figure out what that looks like as opposed to, like, trying to check out of here and leaving a massive hole yeah. in people's lives um, and, you know, here's the money. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, like, I've had prayers now, I have had prayers, again, I haven't like intentionally thought like I'm going to take my life, but I've had prayers that have been like, God, you know, like, I, I just need you to show me the way, right? Like, my family has to have provision, like either please provide for us, I'm willing to work, I'm not just sitting around waiting for money to fall from the sky, but like, something's got to work, or take me out of here. Like, cause I, I'm ready to, like, I'm not trying to get out of here early, but like, I'm at peace with God. Like, I'm excited, I'm ready to go whenever the time is right. Like Paul's like to live as Christ to die as game. Yep. It's better than I'm with you all. Like I love my family. I love relationships. I love people I'm around. I'm going to enjoy this life as long as I'm here. But like when it's my time to go, like I'm, I'm ready. Right. So I've had those prayers, like even recently. Yep. Like not today, but like, 
not too long ago, really God, show me what to do or, or take me out here. Cause I just, I don't know what to do yet, you know? And, um, it, and it's crazy cause a, a couple of changes that have happened. Yeah. One, I, I never know what it's going to look like. Right. So, so like back then when I said that, like, you know, I write it out on a card and you know, I, I wanted the money to come through this. I kind of have the thought process now. I think God's opened my eyes to where I, I'm open to receiving from wherever, right? Like if, if I have my hands in five or 10 different projects and, you know, provision just blows through one of them and not the others, I, I don't care. Right. They're like, as far as like trying to force it to where it has to happen this way, like I'm not there anymore. Now it's just like, I'm more feel like I'm more in the flow and like, if it comes, I'm open to it coming however. Yeah. So, so that, that's been a change. And then the other thing, um, like I said, it just like, I, I think part of what helps me go is like, I truly feel like I try to ask God to guide me in what I'm doing. And like in business projects, I always want to make sure I'm providing value to people, whether I'm offering services or products. And if it's something that I really buy into and I believe it really can help people, then I can feel really, really good about it. If it's, something that's just like materialistic and it really doesn't benefit people. Like, you know, there, there's programs out there. People are making a lot of money off of them, like exotic sports cars, right? Of like hacking cars or, or these um, Rolex watches and stuff to it, to where you can buy them low at bottom cash value and sell them higher. And it's like that, that stuff really, it's cool. It, it just doesn't do it for me. Right? Like I used to think the exotics were cool and stuff and I was looking into it, but I, I reached a point in my life where it's like, dude, I'd rather have more diapers than watches. You, you yeah. know, it's like, I'm just not, it didn't do it for me. So, so even if I can make millions like flipping watches or exotics, it just, it, I, I don't feel passion and enjoy in it. You know, I, I just feel kind of empty. So, so I think the fact that like what I commit to is something that I believe God wants me doing. It's like part of my ministry, if you will, or my calling or my mission. Like to me, that that's what helped keep me going and and whether i'm making billions doing it or we just have our needs met like i'm i'm cool either way and i never know what that's going to look like you know that there have come times where like we've ran out of money and it's like okay what i'm what am i going to do and then like i i might like have new credit lines open or yeah they came out with this for 1099 people and there was a tax thing I didn't know about that I could qualify for. And I qualified for like 18 grand or, you know, an investor that has invested with me before and believes in me is like, yeah, you know, I'll invest with you if this is what you have going. And, and they give me flexible terms. Yeah. So it's like just being open to what it may look like to do what I feel I'm supposed to do in this life. Like, I, I think that's what helps me because I'm not just like out there getting abundance to get abundance. Yeah. I'm not just like making money to get money. Yeah. Like I'm out there fulfilling what I feel is a calling and just whatever comes from that comes from it. You know, if it's a lot of money, I'm happy. Like, cool. That's awesome. Like, um, the whole Paul, like I've been a base and I've been abound. I've heard some guys say like, you know, I've been rich and I've been poor, you know, rich is better. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's a little, little easier, you know, a little smoother selling when you actually have a lot of money in the bank instead of you're drowning in debt. But I, I've been in both places. Have you ever been judged by fellow Christians for having money and success? Um, probably. That you know about? I, I, yeah, I, I mean, pro yeah, probably. I, I've probably been, like, hit up by people more, like, especially in the space we're in sometimes. Like, 
when you get into the info space or coaching and, and part of the thing is like, you've got to show results in order to create desire people to show them, you can help them get results. And then it's like, some people sign up for your course and stuff. Right. But then you got people blowing up your inbox. Like, you know, I felt God would me to come to you. Like, can, can you give us some money? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> so I, I probably had quite a few people like come into my inbox, hitting me up like, you know, Hey, can I borrow some money or can you give me some money? But, um, as far as people like coming right at me for like, you know, Oh, you're a prosperity person or yeah. Like, yeah, that, um, I've seen that happen to people, but it really hasn't happened to me. And it, it may just be because I don't, I don't get out much. Right. Like I'm, you really are a hermit. Yeah. I, I mean, I love people. I love connecting with people, but like apart from my local community, I, I go to pick up kids, drop them off in preschool, you know, go to church with family sometimes. Like, you know, I have nine kids. I, I don't get with buddies a whole lot. You know, I, I'm not going out and hanging out and having guys nights or chilling. Like my wife would be cool if I wanted to, but I just, yeah. I don't really have a desire to like, I either want to be working and doing what I feel I'm called to do. or I want to be with my family. Yeah. Um, that's majority of what my life consists of. By hermit, I mean you never you would I, you I don't know if you'll see Zach posting from the next hot webinar conference uh, that's going on in his niche, you know, traveling to these exotic places. Oh yeah, yeah, that that is not me. Yeah, all the the conference bouncers, like yeah, that was one thing. Like I love the power of live events. I know people can connect. I've gotten a lot from live events. But like where I'm at in my life, like I have no desire whatsoever. Like, even though I know they help people like Tony Robbins, Firewalking, you know, all the different people out there, like if people are at a stage in their life where they can go, I encourage them to go to things like that. Yeah. They like that and that floats their boat. But yeah, currently that's, that's not me. You're not going to see me in that scene for sure. Yeah. I'm the same way now. I mean, I'll be 56 in a few months and you know, I, if I was not speaking at an event, I would never go to an event, but I know how powerful they are. And there was a season of my life where I went to a lot and got a lot out of them. Um, yeah. but there's a lot, for example, in my space, the, all these podcasting events and things like that, everybody's, Hey, you going to this, you're going to, no, I'm just I, nothing. I can't get online. And you know, I'd rather play around the golf if it's nice. And if not hang out with the family, cause certainly I've, you know, we still have a nine-year-old at home. We have two kids in college an hour away. There's enough for me of responsibilities here. Um, and I think we're called at a certain season of our life as well, you know, at least I am. And maybe it has to do with our upbring up, our upbringings too, um, not growing up in a Brady Bunch type family, you know, <laughs> kind of part of you wants to be that guy, you know, like just simple Mike Brady, like that's kind of what I want to do. And um, it's it's such a, a, par a paradox what people think I do, which is this extrovert yelling into a microphone. I'm When I go to a live event, dude, I run to my room when I'm done speaking and just hide. You know, binge on Netflix and just wait until my flight leaves. Now that's what happened when you were emceeing at that Amazon conference. Yes. Heard Sam go. <laughs> ran out of the room, man. I'm always the first to leave, but it's always like, hey, I'm just going to use your restaurant. I'll be right back. And then you don't see me till the next day. You're out. You're out. But now, no, I was asked. Yeah, I did have something in, in a bit. Yeah. Something that I've really been camping out with recently that has helped me tremendously, and I think I, it can help anyone listening to this, is um, you've heard the saying, know thyself, right? And I remember when I was in corporate, like, I got shamed from bosses and stuff, like, because they, like, I always got promoted, right? Like, in management or whatever, I excelled in sales, I did good at what I was doing, and when I'm like, I would get to the point where I just get bored with it, right? And, and I got capped out with the money, I got bored with what I was doing. And for some people, like they are wired that way. 
right? Like so, some people, uh, if you've ever done like the Briggs, I think it's Briggs Myers, six Myers like Myers Briggs, like some people like they love it. You know, like I know dudes I went to school with that have the same job now that they did when they were in high school. And it's like, to me, that's like, holy crap, dude, I would go insane. There's no way I could do that. But like that person finds comfort in that. They love the security. They enjoy what they do. And like at one time I, I might've like shamed that person and they might shame me for being all over the freaking place. Right. But I remember growing up and going through different jobs and just having these words in my head, like you got to bloom where you're planted. You know, you got to focus on one thing and all these things. And for me, like I now see that as bad advice, right? Like the, those people were speaking from their perspective. But when I look back at what I've excelled at, like I've been doing four or five things at once, right? Like that Amazon thing, you know, it was just Amazon, but there were four or five components that was having to be managed and worked and overseen. And if I got kind of tired with one thing, I could move into the other component. People were overseeing it. I was leveraging things with, you know, high quality people or systems like so that, and, and so that's kind of like where I'm at again. And I know you said like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm like usually doing one project. I literally have a list now of about probably literally 10 things I'm doing. Like now I don't tell everyone that cause they're like, holy crap, you know, it's confusing or freak people out. But to me, I have it organized in a simple way on a spreadsheet. I call it my leverage list. And it's just like, if I can do one thing on each of those daily, it doesn't have to be a ton of time. If I can have people in place or systems in place, um, I can just work on them and like whatever takes off and needs more of my focus. Cool. And like, I love it. I enjoy it. It gives me variety. Um, I'm an ENFP for whoever's taken that stuff. And, and I found out like knowing myself, like that's how I'm wired. Like that's why I excel in that environment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I keep telling myself all these times, like I've tried to recreate a lot of success with different business projects. Like I just don't focus on one thing. I got to do one thing. I just got to stick with it. Um, and then like, I end up going insane because it's like, dude, this is so freaking boring. Like I'm bored out of my mind. It's sucking the life out of my soul. Yeah. Well, it's because that's how I'm wired. Right. Yeah. But, but again, another person may excel from that. So that's something I highly encourage. Like a person, it's good for you to know yourself and your strengths and how you're wired and, and then play to those strengths. Like just don't go off of what so-and-so says or so-and-so says, cause that, that could be amazing advice for you, or it could be bad advice for you, just yeah. depending on how your genetic makeup is, is put together. Yeah, no, that's great advice. You got to know yourself. I know myself a lot like you, I'm psychologically unemployable, but you know what? If, uh, if God called me back to the workforce, I would go, I think, I think it'd be interesting, uh, in, in today's climate, how I would interact with individuals. Cause I was an HR nightmare 20 years ago. So I, imagine what I would be before the days of social media. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let me, let, let me kind of role play with you for a minute here, Zach. And I'm, 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 I'm a guy or a girl. Um, I'm making 50 grand a year and I'm absolutely miserable. Uh, I don't have confidence that I can do what you just described. I don't think I have a, you know, a special unique talent, whether it's starting an eBay business or an Amazon business or something from home. But I'm I don't even want to get up in the morning, man. And I don't know why God allows me to be in this perpetual state of angst and worry and fear and anxiety. But really, this only life we have in the natural realm, I'm 50-some years old. It's almost over. I don't have any hope, man. I can't do what you did. I mean, I, I can't put stuff on a credit card and think I'm going to make it 30, 60 days later or blow through my 401k. What? 
what's like a mindset I can take to get out of this funk? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I would say it, it gets like, start with knowing yourself, right? Like, like if, if you do the Spriggs Myers or some of the personality tests that are out there, that are reputable, but then after you do it, like look at it and really see like, does that describe me? Cause some of the tests out there aren't hundred percent accurate, right? So, so you don't want to like get faulty test results and then think like you're one way and it really isn't you. So that's why I say like, after you do the test results, like see if it resonates with you. Like, yeah, yeah, that is me. Look back through your life. You know, does this describe how I acted in these situations? Like, were these things that fulfilled me? Were these some of my weaknesses? So, so once you identify like who you are, right? I, I, I think you can put a plan together. Like it, it might be that maybe you don't need to be Mr. or Mrs. Entrepreneur. Maybe like a corporate or career path is good for you. You're just in the wrong one. Yeah. Like you should have been doing something more extroverted and you're stuck behind a desk introverted, like poking away on a keyboard. Yeah. Like you should have been out on the sales team communicating with people and you've been stuck in a cubicle for 20 years and you're about to lose your mind. Or it could be that, um, you're like me, um, you might be an ENFP or someone who's like, I can't just do a corporate job. You know, I, I can't stand this. You know, it's crazy. You know, I don't like one of the ENFP things is like, I can't stand being told what to do. Right. And, and my wife always like gives me a hard time about it. It's, it's funny because we joke around. She's like, Zach, you need this. Don't tell me what to do. Woman. Why don't you know who I am? <laughs> so, so once you identify, like if, if that's you, right. Where like you may do better, like you do have financial responsibilities. Like I, I would, I would recommend, I, I don't know, looking back, like if someone in their heart feels they're supposed to jump ship, go for it. But like, I would never tell someone, you just need to quit your job and go make it happen. Like, I would never give that advice ever, ever, ever. <laughs> if someone wants to go for that, go for it, you know, but, but you will not hear that from me. But you know, if you can get hope, right? Like once you know who you are and like, if you find stuff out there that is reputable, like that's one thing, like, you know, Sam, he has a tremendous amount of success with his podcast. Now this isn't a plug. He didn't say, you know, Hey Zach, come on and plug whatever he has going. Cause I, I don't know what you have going at the time, but you know, if, if like you could see yourself enjoying that and like you have a message, you like talking, you're more extroverted, you know, you love communicating, um, that might be great for you, you know, and you could find ways to monetize that. Or if you're more like, I don't want to talk to anyone, maybe you could find a good e-commerce program out there and learn how to buy and sell products online. You know, and I always say, um, start small, find something that works and then start scaling it up gradually, you know, and so... I think if, if you can identify who you are and get linked up with something that you think may be a good fit, you're going to have a learning curve you have to go through. So like, just, you've got to have realistic expectations going into it, yeah. right? Like no one bats a thousand, you know, it, it's probably not likely you're just going to knock it out of the park and make a hundred thousand your first year trying some at home thing that you've never done before. Like right. that, that's probably not realistic, right? But if, if you can start small and find something that works and gradually build it up, then that can give you hope, right? Where like, I don't have to be stuck at this job forever. Like I, I have something I'm working towards. I'm building for a future. I have a vision, you know, this thing's working. It, 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 it you know, keeps you up late at night because you're doing it after work, after the kids are in bed, you might do it some on the weekends and you know, you're working towards a goal of something that brings fulfillment and can make you extra money. So that's, that's the advice I would give. No, I think that's great advice. I wouldn't tell anybody to jump ship either. Um, unless, like you said, you're just like, hey, I think I got, I, 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 I want to bet on myself. I got a six-month burn rate. 
you know, I can start making money in three months, at least half of what I'm doing. Replay. I mean, you, you, it's funny how you find how creative you get when your back's against the wall and yeah. where you go looking for opportunities, you know? So, um, what, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What, what, well, one thing that's happened with that is, is like the future self exercise, right? Where it's like, I asked myself like, you know, what happens in six months if, if I, what if I did Joe ship? And what if I did have, you know, 50 to hundred grand in an account? And what if I tried to do something and in six months I ran out of money? Like th then what would happen, right? Like then what's my plan? Yeah. And if you can walk yourself through that, like, well, I can move them with my parents. They'd be cool with that. You know, my wife and kids are on board with that. Like if, like if I had support, right. And I knew the worst case scenario, I could accept it and my family and everyone who could be affected could accept it. And like, we're all willing to walk through it together. Like I could see that scenario working if we're all at peace of like what the worst case scenario would be. But I, I wouldn't do the, you know, Hey honey, I'm going to make it happen. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to quit. And then like, I'm working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Like I was. And then in six months, like I'm out of money yeah. and it's like a total strain on the family. You know, we didn't go through that exercise of like, what if this doesn't work? It's just like, Hey, I'm just going to go at it. And it didn't work. And then I, I figured it out that there was a lot of stress and pressure. And yeah, no doubt, dude. No doubt. Um, so you're the father of nine children and you're an entrepreneur and you said you have your leverage list of 10 different things that you focus on. How much time, you know, from when you wake up to when you, you lay your head on the pillow, how much, how much time do you actively spend on your business right now? I try to do, I've gone through some studies. I can't even remember where I saw this result, but I, I saw the optimal time is if you, if you can fit in a seven hour day, like that's an optimal time. Right. So I, I try to do like five, seven hour days throughout the week. Cause they, again, like to me, I really enjoy what I'm doing. Like I enjoy these products. I enjoy connecting with people. I enjoy helping people, you know, out if they decide whatever I have going for them. Like I really, really enjoy it. Now throughout my life, like I've had time for, I work the 60 plus hour weeks, right? 60, 70 hours a week. Like um, you, you said up work. Like I think when I was really hammer that and trying to figure it out, like, I think I did put in some 12 and 14 hour days and I had one month, I did like over 34,000 in revenue, but like I was busting my butt. It was like early morning to late at night when I wasn't with the kids, I'm working nonstop. Now to me, I can only sustain that for so long. Like I, I can't do that forever, but someday times I can go on sprints. Uh, other times, once I get stuff up and going, like when I had all the Amazon stuff going, um, there were times where just on my personal Amazon account, I might spend 15 minutes a day on it. Like I'd, I'd maybe truly do like the four hour work week. Yeah. So out of six figure income coming in now that didn't last forever, unfortunately, but you know, that's, it's kind of been just different seasons of life, but in this current season, I try to get approximately seven hours a day in, but it, it it's very focused time, right? Yeah. It's not, um, and, and sometimes I'll take breaks. So I'll, I'll go out, I'll make a smoothie. I'll talk with the family, try to get up and down once every 45 minutes. Um, you know, watch my energy levels. And, but it, it's focused. I'm not sitting around the, like the water cooler, just chit-chatting. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. I, I get cut on there sometimes. So that's usually at night, like with my phone or whatever. I, I, I try not to get into that trap, but it, it happens from time to time. Yeah. yeah. It gets the best of us every now and again, Zach. Uh, Absolutely. No, I mean, five, seven hour days is pretty incredible for an entrepreneur at home with that type of discipline. I mean, that's a lot of focus is seven hours a day. I mean, you know, you read some of those same studies that the average employee in an eight hour day might put in two hours, 
of actual focused work. So seven is wild. Now, talking about talking about Upwork, just as one example, and I'm just picking this because it's it's the most recent I'm aware of. You, I, and I don't know the story here, but when when you when you and I connected and you were doing some work on Upwork. Now, for those that don't know, Upwork is a freelancing site. You can you can do anything. I mean, you could find your accountant there, a video editor, a copywriter, a SEO guy or girl, uh, admin, anything, any freelancer out there. What? Why did you choose that platform? And what was your expectation? Because that's pretty wild that you'd put yourself out there as a freelancer and just yeah. start generating money. Like that's what I always think about you. Like you're a guy that just like generates money. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was, well, it, it was wild because, so I have a business partner and back in the day, we, we had formed this little course and community. It was like called the secret mission to abundance. Like it, it's not around anymore, but it was like, and it, a tied knit group, but I think we had like 50 or 60 people in there and we would, um, analyze and like vet out different opportunities within that community. Right. Where like all these people are wanting to know how to make money from home. They could bring it to us. We'd vet it out. And, you know, we had a checklist we go through to make sure it's legit, not a scam and yep. all that good stuff. So in Upwork, like rose to the top of like, if someone's willing to exchange time for money and if they have a skill set, like it's a legit way to make money from home. And I had been a client on Upwork for about six, seven, eight years. I'd found freelancers on there and I always thought like, the idea was always kind of in the back of my mind. I was like, wonder what I could do if I got on there. You know, I, I, you know, I have a lot of these different skill sets. So I wonder if I could connect and get clients. And, um, so I partnered up with my partner, his name's Leo. And, um, yeah, we actually did it to where I handle a lot of the front end communication and I handle some of the fulfillment, but he actually oversees the fulfillment. Now, all of the clients know that, um, you know, we communicate it clearly with them, but I ended up. Um, just thinking like him and I talked and it was January of 2023. And it's like, what if we did this as one of our income streams? Cause we talked about starting a digital marketing agency and it's like, well, where, where are we going to find clients? And we, we see some courses and stuff. It's like, well, you got to make Facebook ads. I was like, I don't want to do that. It's like, well, you need to cold outreach. You need to call people. And I, was, I don't want to do any of that. Just so it's like, I like, I remembered up work and I was like, know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That. And it's like, there's clients on Upwork. And they kind of have the, the, the rap of like, everything is cheap on Upwork, right? Like that's why I went there, but there's actually like fortune 100, fortune 500 companies on Upwork that pay good money to like really high talent. So, and I didn't know this at the time, but you have a beginner level on Upwork an intermediate level to where people are, okay. On, on beginner level, people are just looking for value. Yeah. Like they want the job to get done, but value is the main thing. They just want it done cheap. Yep. Then you have intermediate where people are looking for a mixture of experience and value. So it's like, I don't have to have the best of the best, but I, I want it done pretty good, you know? And then you have experts and the people put on their clients and posting a job, like they're willing to pay the highest rates for these people. Like they just want the best of the best. So, uh, and I, di I didn't know that before, but I did market research on the platform and I was like, well, there might be some opportunity here. So just started going and at it. And I didn't even know what I wanted to do at the time. It's like, well, chat GPT was just hitting the scene. Right. And I was like, well, maybe I could do some content writing, you know, and, and I'm sure like five zillion other freelancers were thinking that, right. They're like, just going to get some writing jobs and have chat GPT do all the work for me. And I'm going to be rich. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and that's not how it works. But, um, I ended up doing, um, a resume. Um, I did some emails for people. Um, I did some content work 
Now I didn't use chat and GPT, but you know, <laughs> I did some content work, but I, I saw that in order to make like tens of thousands of dollars on there, that I was going to need to do a skill set that was more unique or specialized that people could pay more money for. So that's why my business partner had more experience with SEO. And so we're like, well, let's look into SEO. And I did some market research on the platform. I was like, well, that's in demand on the platform. And um, just started applying for jobs, figured out a really effective way to get clients. Uh, with In that 30-day window that I told you we did over 30, like 34,000 something, we got 20 clients in 30 days in that 30-day window. Wow. That was like my third month on Upwork, like March or April. And then um, last year, we did close to like 145,000 in revenue, very good profit margins, and we helped about 60 to 70 clients. Now, through that, we built some relationships with people through there that are influencers, that have very large networks, and we've built relationship with them um, to where we've done joint venturing, to where they're introducing us to their network, and when people sign up with us, you know, it's like a win-win for us and the people we're JVing with. And so that can be exponential growth, you know, from like all the work we put in. But yeah, I, I'm kind of at the point again, where like, I, I, I kind of get tired of it. Right. It, it, it's like, I'll, I'll sign on. Like I, I might spend literally like five minutes a day applying for jobs. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and then like, if I have one or two meetings a week, that's another one or two hours worth of my time for that project. And then the way I've structured it 50, 50 with a partner, like he oversees most of the fulfillment. So like after someone's on, I really don't even do a whole lot. And at the same time, so, so that's why sometimes I ask myself, like, why, why am I bored? Like, this, this, this isn't hard. It's like I'm doing the same and honest thing over and over. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's almost driving me insane. So, like, we're, we're, we're looking at different, at different things. So, that's why I'm still doing it. I'll, yeah. I'll still continue to do it. But, um, yeah, we're, we're looking for different ways to do outreach and grow the agency and stuff apart from that. But I am showing people how to do that if they want to know how to do that on Upwork. We've got a little community and showing people how to be a freelancer. If they know any freelancing skills online that they can do, that's that's something that, that one of the many projects that I'm working on. I mean, that right there, just that, and we're wrapping up here in a few minutes, but that one thought of taking a skill set that you think you're pretty good at, you don't got to be the best in the world at, okay? I think a lot of people get caught up in there's, well, there's somebody better. Well, yeah, there's always somebody better. Okay, so there's there's always going to be somebody better than you at whatever it is. Well, it's all subjective anyway. But as long as you can make somebody else happy with the services you provide, that's all that really matters. You know, then you both consider that a successful relationship. But just listening to that part of what you were talking about, I can envision everybody listening to this podcast interview that could go to Upwork, for example, and find a freelancing opportunity for themselves if they want to just put in some work. You're going to get rejected a lot. Not every job you applied for, you got, you know. What'd you say, you did 34 jobs last year? or, or uh, 60 to 70, but I, I we probably put out 70, okay. 800 to 900 proposals. Yeah, so you got about 10% and... or less back as a yes. Yeah, and now I did have to do eight to 900 meetings. It's just yeah. like I applied to that many jobs and out of the people who I ended up doing face-to-face -face meetings with, about 40 to 50% of them signed off. Yeah. So, you know, that was 60, 70. So I probably had like around 100 and, 120 to 140 meetings last year. Which is um, a great closing rate, by the way. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm in, the, I'm in the paid ad space. And if you're closing at 15%, that's your 15 to 20%. You know, you're killing it for yeah. cold traffic. And, 
And I, th I think part of it is the, the, the buyer intent on the Upwork platform. So I think that's part of the benefit because those people already know they have a problem. They have a desire. Like when they find the right person, they're, they're like, take my money, dude. Like they're not in the whole category of they don't know what they don't know or they don't know they have a problem. Like they, they know they have a problem and they're ready to hire someone. Yeah. No, I love it. I love all of that. I mean, golly, it's been, it's been an hour. We, we've been going an hour almost. Um, I'm just fascinated by this stuff, man, because it's all, it's right up my alley. Like selfishly, I'm probably like the biggest fan of this podcast episode of you <laughs> because it's who I was 20 years ago, searching, seeking, yeah. trying to find a revenue opportunity, trying to be a dad, trying to be present, trying to have freedom, but also trying to be present, you know, trying not to work, but trying to have freedom. You know, it's always that balancing act, you know, and I don't think everybody looks at somebody else and says, Oh, you got freedom, everything. Well, you know what? Careful what you wish for, because when you get their life, you get all of it. Yeah. We'll just get some of it. Okay. You get all of it. So find the talent. So true. Find the talent that you really, like Zach said, that you really enjoy doing. I can totally relate to a monotonous thing over and over again. Like I love gripping and ripping a podcast every day. That's why I do it. But outside of that, I'm like you, man. I get bored really, I get bored easily, you know? And uh, it's got to be something where I want to go and maybe try something different. And not even really business-wise. I'm just saying, you know, in a lot of different areas. So yeah. I think it's important to, while you're on this earth, God created us all in his image. And to understand that, you know, you're not a mistake. I mean, you, you're absolutely a walking miracle. You've got a, a unique talent that nobody else has. You have a unique story nobody else has. Um, to put a little bit of confidence behind that and a little bit to me, I know you failed in the past. I know you've, I know you've, I, I don't know specifically what it is, but I'm confident that you have crashed hard. Who's ever listening to this podcast, find the energy and the strength and maybe just get back up one more time. And what Zach was talking about, whether you take a Myers-Briggs test and figure out where your union talent is, or just, you already know what it is, but you're a little gun shy, rightfully so. Cause you fail. Just give it one more shot, man. You know, give it one more shot. Stay focused, stay positive. And I think another thing you talked about, Zach, is to people that you surround yourself with. Uh, I know Leo. Leo's a great guy. Um, you know, and so you've also have that knack of surrounding yourself. Not 100% of the time, but you always seem to be around individuals that challenge you, lift you up, and help the best version of yourself come out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and speaking of losses, like I have, you know, I know you've taken baths too in horrible yeah. <laughs> stuff. But yeah, yeah, people heard some of the millions, they've heard deep in death, but like I, I've had like one off shots where I've lost 30, 40, 50 grand, you know, 60 plus grand. But um, I like to call it like getting back on the bull, right? <laughs> yeah. that, that bull knocked me off in eight seconds. That sucked, but I live to see another day, you know? Yeah, so. you do. You really do. And you know, it's important. We don't have many days left. Living to see another one is a big, big deal, you know? Yeah. And so to take advantage of that. Well, Zach, that was a lot of fun, man. Um, talked about God, money, abundance, business, failing, Upwork, Amazon, eBay, all of that. Well, and we probably still could have talked for another hour and not even scratched the surface. But I want to, yeah. I want to thank you for coming on the show, dude. Always a pleasure to connect with you. I think you're a great guy, and uh, man. Uh, oh, by the way, if there's anywhere, I mean, people listen to the podcast and want to find out more about you. Is there anywhere they can go to find out more about what you do? Yeah, I, I kind of joke around. I call myself like a hillbilly, simple person, right? I live in the Ozarks. I, I love greaternetworks at gmail.com, all right? So I, I don't have like, I'm not going to give you an X handle or Twitter handle or whenever it is. It's just like, if you ever want to talk, I love talking to people. I love connecting with people. 
greater networks plural at gmail.com um, just hit me up tell me you heard me you know talking with sam and uh, i'm happy to support you if you have any questions or any, anything i can do to add value to your life I'm more more than happy to chat greater networks at gmail awesome man you really are a hillbilly too have you ever been north of the mason dixon line i don't even know what that is bro the the north <laughs> and the, the north and the south all all you hillbillies stay in the south uh, yeah yeah uh well let me think you, you, I, I, I know you live in carolina I, yeah mississippi. i live in charlotte is that south well, that's south. Last I, I lived in Jackson, Mississippi. No, yep. I lived in San Diego. Yeah, that's still south, but that's count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just giving you a hard time because you really you you do you do wear that hillbilly moniker quite well, my friend. You really do. Thank you. Where where are you living now? Because every time, I mean, you don't get like specifically, but you're always in the woods or something. Like you got a big house to in the middle. Where, where's your house now? <laughs> well, I. Yeah, so I'm a, uh, about a three-quarter acre lot with maybe a five, six thousand square foot, six bed, four bath home, maybe. But it's in a, it's in a good, convenient location. Like I'm actually in a gated community. All the Karens love me. Yeah, and we got the HOA, and um, we got like this little common area back behind our house with a swimming pool and walking trails and creeks and yeah, forests and all. So it's. It's cool. I, I have good internet finally. You know, if you are, if you ever saw any of my old stuff, I was like on satellite internet and stuff, and like it was cloudy out, like I'm all choppy on zooms and stuff. So it was kind of important being I'm working from home that I actually could live in a home with decent internet connection. Yeah. The places I've lived have just been atrocious, even though the homes and properties were amazing. It's like the internet sucked. So yeah, got good internet. I think, and I say this too, man, you got to be interesting. I mean, you don't have to, be. I'm, not, I'm not saying, I think everybody's interesting, first of all, but yeah. a lot of people are afraid to let that part shine, you know? Yeah. But you've always been somebody looking at like, what's that car he's driving? Like, that's bigger than the bus that takes my kid to school. You know, Where, where's that house? To you? What is that that you drive? Do you still have that thing? Yeah, yeah. It's a Nissan Envy passenger van. And um, it's funny because when they first came out, like we, we finally... When Natalie had baby seven or eight or whatever it was, we, we had a Suburban, right? And we're like, oh, dude, we, we've outgrown it. Looks probably cool. I, I, I'm not going to drive one of those box vans. You know, like the Chevy or the Ford box on wheels. Yeah. My wife's like, uh-uh. Yeah. And then she saw these it, Nissan Envy passenger vans, which I think the front end's like a Nissan Titan truck, but then it's like a big van on the back. And it, it's kind of cool for a passenger van, you know? So uh, we, we ended up... I think we've had two or three of those, but I, we've had this one for about maybe five, four or five years. How many? How many? Twelve people. Oh, 12, twelve. Twelve in there. <laughs> we're about to outgrow it now because, like, my my oldest son's about to get married. You know, we have, we have Natalie's moms with us sometimes, so we might have to do like a fifteen passenger van. That the kids keep begging for a limo. Like, let's just get a limo, Dan. We'll go we'll ride around it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? We'll get a driver. Yeah, we'll go around. <laughs> you won't get many eyeballs at looking at that. Not not at all. Ay, 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 man. So yeah, your son's getting married, man. Time flies. My daughter's getting married in two. When's your son get married? What month? In May. May. And this, yeah, it'll be our first first one out. You're you're a little ahead of me. I have one that will be leaving, getting married, leaving and cleaving in May. And then our youngest just started walking this past week. <laughs> she, she, she'll be two years old here, I think in February or March, April, some, something like that. Ask my wife, man. I think the the biggest question. This is the last question everybody wants to know. Are you guys done? I don't. I don't know. It's it's up to my wife. Like she 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 like forces me. You know. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> you're that you're that guy. You're that guy. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. So she does more of the work. I don't know if you all Jim Gaffigan. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that yeah. that skit on that. He's like, what men do like in, in the human creation process compared to a woman, like we're pretty pathetic, right? Like 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 we have one one percent of pleasure that lasts minutes and it, they get the whole nine month thing and plus, right? So it's it's 100%. pretty comical. Hundred percent. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't know if you're done yet. That's great. Well, at least at least we left it on a cliffhanger, man. Next time we catch up, they let us know. Um, yeah. Zach Young, great having you on the podcast. Thanks again, man. Absolutely. If, if your peeps got value out of this, I'm always happy to come on. And like you said, we, we could talk for hours. So if people really enjoyed this, got a lot out of it, I'd, I'd be more than happy to, to come back and chat some more. Oh, I know they did, man. I know they did. You're a unique guy and authentic. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Talk to everybody. Thanks. We'll see you back on the Everyday Saturday podcast. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for. Amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram at every day is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.